finds it to be really tricky to import an aardvark into Australia. It is? Yeah. Wow. There's so much paperwork involved. Oh, these aardvarks. Crazy. Crazy, man. Uh, oh, and on that note, welcome to the Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show podcast. My name is Gabor. <laughs> uh, hey, welcome. I'm Alex. See what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> we're getting good at this, eh? Oh, we're getting amazingly good at this. Uh, yes, yeah, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, please make sure to uh, subscribe and do all that stuff and go and check out our, um, our um, what's it called, YouTube channel and Instagram and Facebook and our all new, all new and improved, all new and awesome, super fun, awesome, happy gear chat. Yeah, super it's a fun, face- awesome gear chat. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's a Facebook group. And it's pretty much just open to any music-making type conversation. Any music-making type guy. <laughs> yeah. Are you a music-making type guy? I guess mostly guitar-related, obviously. But um, <clears throat> yes. Yeah. If, if you do anything or want to share stuff or ask questions or stuff. The old stuff. Don't forget about stuff. Taco recipes, that's always handy. Taco recipes, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I should mention right from the word go as well, let me know what everyone thinks of the audio on my side because I'm actually trying something different. I've got two mics going right now just so Whoa. I can see which one I prefer. So I'm not actually using the mic I usually use. I Whoa. use a Lewitt LCT440 Pure, which is right here. Uh, but I'm also oh. using for the first time, which I haven't tried out yet, I'm using a Sennheiser wireless lapel mic. Um, yeah, so I mean, wireless is a bit useless at the moment because I'm sitting literally 35 to 40 centimeters away from the Zoom <laughs> recorder that records this. But um, I mean, it's wireless and I haven't tried it out yet. So I thought I'd try mm. them out and see which one I like and how I go. And Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> trying a new mic, mic too. Can you see it? Oh, yeah. What mic is that? It's got red stuff on it. Red? It looks like from here on the top, there's like red stuff behind a mesh. No. Maybe it's just a light reflecting on it. You're crazy. It's a um, M81 from Telefunken. Ah, so. Telefunken. Yes. Yes. Cool. Yeah, it's a cool mic. I've done some recording with it and um came up really nicely. So is that a new new mic or is that a mic you just got like recently or is it a mic you've had for a while you've just never tried it on for the podcast? Um, I've only got it just recently. And I haven't tried it on the podcast oh, yet. Well, then there you go. So it's, it's a yeah. yes on both. Yeah, so let us know what your thoughts are on the, the audio quality um, <laughs> <laughs> of this uh, podcast. So, Alex, uh, what's new with you? Uh, I've been busy, man. Lots of gigs. Lots of life. Lots of, I don't know. Banana stuff. eating competitions? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a competition. <laughs> <laughs> just general fruit fruit consumption general fruit okay but not in a competitive manner not no 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 no, okay. no. that's next month okay <laughs> that's december everyone knows that happens in december yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the competitive banana eating season yes. in december it's not the season to be jolly well it is that too but it's to be jolly yeah. and to competitively eat bananas <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, I haven't seen AJ for a while. Speaking of banana eating, okay. that's jolly. mild mild racism jolly. going on Jolly. There. Jolly, I said. Jolly, because ah, the season's yeah, to be see? jolly. I haven't seen him for a while either. <laughs> if you're listening, which he most likely isn't, hello, AJ. No, I'm not, yeah. 
Hey, so, um, yeah, so what's new with you? What other than that? Any new gear other than telly fun can microphones? Not particularly. Um, no. Oh, good. But I think I've had a bit of a uh, change of heart with guitars. So I've taken along the Sheraton, Epiphone Sheraton, to the last couple of gigs this week. Oh, yeah? Over the last week. And it's really good. They're good guitars, it, yeah. Oh, as in yeah. meaning, as in humbuckers? Humbuckers and or arch tops, 335 type oh. thing. Hmm. And I've always liked the look of them, but I think now a 339 could be a really good option. Is that the small body one? Yeah. Sometimes the 335 when you're standing up is just a bit too massive. Oh, because you're, you're little. You're, you're one of them little folk. Yeah. Like Ho- a hobbit. hobbit size. Yeah. Yeah. Have hairy feet. See, for me, for me, a 335 is like a, um, like a ukulele on most people. Because mm. I'm, I'm, I'm a giant. <clears throat> no, I was like, the three through five, um, um, I mean, humbuckers generally, I think that to me the secret always with humbuckers was the in-between position. That's to me sure. the, the, the best sounding position. Well, I can use the bridge and it gets kind of this cool honky thing, uh, like really pokey mid-range. Oh, yeah. It doesn't get, doesn't get thin because it's not a single coil. And, and especially Strat. I mean, who plays them? <laughs> you love them. No. Who doesn't? Yeah, something about the, I think the hollow, hollow body thing has a bit more air and like openness to it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I was, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like my, I've got my Ibanez, which is kind of similar sort of thing as yours to Epiphone mm. um, um, 335 style. And, and yeah, I love it. I think they're great guitars to, um, but I mean, well, I mean, if you want to go down that way, I mean, I used to always mm. play. Actually, it was funny. I had a lengthy chat um, with one of the other guitar teachers at the music shop yesterday about all things gear. And he, one of the things he asked me is because I always play jazz masters, and he says, "So why jazz masters? How, how did you get into them?" And and it, it almost kind of ties in with what you were saying. I I used to play humbucker guitars all the time, so I used to be. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned it on, even on the last podcast. My first sort of high, high end kind of guitar was that Patrick Eggle, mm. which are two humbuckers. And um, then after that, I had a PRS, and then after that, I played a Carvin quite a lot. Uh, and I always tried. Friends had Strats, friends had Tellies, and I I, I was never hundred percent happy with the humbuckers, but I was never hundred percent happy with the Telly or the Strat either. But then, especially on the Carvin, one thing I really found is I really like the thing of being able to... The Carvin is a really good um, coil split thing. So they're pickups. Because usually when you... With most guitars, and actually PRS had the same too. When you go to coil tap, the volume just drops and it just becomes this weak, thin little signal. But with Carvins and with PRS, when you coil tap, the volume doesn't really drop much. You know what I mean? So it stays the same. And I always really like that. But then I wasn't, still wasn't quite happy with it. But then when I played a Jazzmaster, I really find the Jazzmaster pickups, which are not quite P90s, they're not quite single, they are single coils technically, but they're really quite hot single coils. Because um, you, if you think of like a Strat pickup, you have a magnet and the magnet sort of sits almost like vertical, upright. So it's, it's tall yeah, and skinny. Yeah with the bobbins at the top and then you they wind the stuff around it 
Whereas a Jazzmaster pickup, it's kind of the same thing, but you lay it flat on its side. So the magnet is kind of flat, but wide. And then you you wind the coil around it. And I mean, I understand very little about all this stuff, but apparently that makes the sound, it, it it's like an embiggened version of a Strat pickup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And totally. I found that and I kind of went, that's the pickup. That's that's. And since then I haven't looked back because that's the sound that's, it's not quite, a single coil it's not quite a p90 it's not quite a humbucker but it has really good qualities of all of them mm. and i was just yeah. talking about it yesterday yeah because p90s they definitely have their own thing like even though yeah. it's kind of like a whatever it is however they actually make them but sonically even though it's you kind of treat them as like a a fat single coil or a Strip back humbucker. Yeah, it's it's n not really either. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of its own thing again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then um, you should. I guess you should try some ja like proper jazzmaster pickups and uh, like a gigs. I'll lend you one of my guitars. Mm. Yeah, cool. And see how you like it, because because it's it's um, it it is its own kind of thing as well, but it it has the. Because one of the things I always miss with humbuckers is that is that that's that spank of the lower notes and and you know especially when you play sort of funky single note stuff, humbuckers don't have that that spank yeah. that you get in single coils. But yep. then I miss with single coils with, with like Strat style and Tele style pickups. I always missed having the you know especially when you're doing lead stuff and especially when you go distortion stuff. It kind of is too thin and weak for me. Mm. But the Jazzmaster pickup has sort of qualities of both. It's kind of this fat, warm pickup that sounds great when you just play chords, but it still has that twang as well. And it 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 sort of it's for me it's the best of both worlds, and that's what I really like about it. Okay, cool. You should try that. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And that's actually one thing I also found about the wide range pickups I've got in that my parts guitar. Yeah. It still has a bit of that twang that you get from single coils, mm. but then it, it it's even more output. So yeah, there you go. Let's let's do that. Let's do a test. Because I actually really like tellies. Like I think they're even though they're single coils, but they're still completely different to a strat single coil. Yeah, a strat just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, might be cool to have. Like a strat with a jazz master in the neck, and a, t a telly in the bridge. Well, you should do. I'm just looking at your um, your um, parts guitar that you've got sitting over there. That one. Yeah. How 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 um, like if you take the scratch blade off, how much space is underneath it? Uh, I think it's pretty much just a telly routing. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. That sticker. I reckon if you would stick a jazz master pickup in the neck. Mm. Um. You would like it because to me that the the neck pickup on a Jazzmaster that's just the best pickup ever. Yeah, right. Uh, it just has it has it sounds so good in every way. And I mean, I use neck. I sit on the neck pickup ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Sure. Um, well, maybe it'd be cool to check out one of the um, bit of a segue, but check out one of the Ventera ones. Yeah. Because um, if you don't know, Fender have got this new series called. It is Ventera, isn't it? Ventera, yeah. Ventera, yeah, yeah. Oh, excuse me. And, um, yeah, they're doing like a whole bunch of 60s and 50s type, 70s too, I think. 
Uh, possibly. Well, they do. It's sort of. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of like a, um, a vintage slash modern contemporary kind of thing. So they do. Yeah. Vintage spec, but then some are not. So you have some with the you know ye olde seven point two five inch radius and mm-hmm. low output pickups, but then you have the same in a more contemporary series where you have nine and a half inch radius and hot, hotter pickups and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they do all the cool '60s colors, which is fun. Yeah, the colors are great. Yeah, that awesome. was it called Ocean Turquoise. That that um, the one you Jaguar we saw at Malulaba. I think sure. it was Ocean Turquoise. I'm just gonna say that was the color. <laughs> that looked so good. Hang on, let's check it out. I'm gonna check that, that was out. Cool. Uh, uh, Fender. Because I've kind of wanted a P bass for a while too. Well, all we got to do now is get Fender to send us all that stuff, and then uh, a whole series of guitars. And it's like the Ultra series; they look yeah. cool. The colors look great. Um, oh, did, is that the new American series? That's a new high-end one, yeah. The Ultra series, yeah. which used to be the Elite series, um, but oh, now it became. They keep, they keep changing names. Yeah, they like they like changing series. Um, hang on, let's have a look. Where's the uh, Jaguar? I'm just trying to find what the color is. I think it was called, um, uh, let's do Vintera. Uh, it's a 60s style Jaguar. Mm-hmm. And it comes in Ocean Turquoise. That looks so good. It's that sort of greeny blue color and then it has the the, the, the darker sort of taut guard. The matching headstock. And match, matching headstock. It looks freaking great. Yeah. That was cool. Um, do you play your um your jag much? Uh not as much as I should probably. Um yeah. but uh I mean I don't other than uh lately, I mean sadly, other than when we do videos or I do videos here yeah. and when I teach and when I that's pretty much the only times I play electric guitar. Um because all my gigs are basically acoustic lately again. Um mm-hmm. And when I teach, I don't particularly like taking anything too fancy. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I've, I've been taking my um, J Masker Squire because I, I like yeah, the idea of having cool. a guitar that um, uh, I can show to my students and they can actually buy, you know, and it's affordable. And that's actually, mm. I've, I've had two students now who bought a J Masker Squire because of. Um, uh, yeah, cool. Because I think they're great guitars, really, really good they quality good, guitars yeah. for the price. Yep. Um, yeah, and I don't want to bring a vintage '63 Jaguar, and then you know, seven-year-old <laughs> Timmy goes, "Oh, can I play it?" And then yeah, he goes, no. knocks it over, and yeah. So, um, and I had to I've slap had, him. The, the one time I've had a guitar break, break where the head, headstock snapped off my carbon, yeah. that was at teaching. So, yeah, right. It was my fault, not the student's fault, but I don't particularly want that. So I, I take I take the Squire, which. It can take a bit of a beating. It's a polyurethane mm. finish, so it can take a bit of the finish can take a bit of a beating. So, yep, cool. Um, yeah, and nice. But yeah, the Vintera is cool, and the Ultra series. So the Ultra series that just released the Ultra Strats, Tele, and Jazzmaster for the first time. So they didn't have an Elite Jazzmaster before, but now they have. Uh, so in, in the sort of higher end, which mm. I think is around the three to four thousand Australian dollars. Um, yeah, it's range. a lot of money. 
Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's it's sort of the. I think it's their 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 way of trying to compete with things like Sir and uh, you know that sort of yeah those kind of guitars. But the thing I found that I I like the most about the Ultra series is the colors. Um, I think there's a um, I watched one of the Andertons videos. And again, you don't necessarily see it in the videos very well, but you see it in some photos. They have, a, I think, is it called Texas T? It may be called Texas T. Yeah. Which in a, all the pictures, it looks black. But then yeah. you look at the uh, look at some videos and stuff of it, and they showed in a light, and it's this sort of metallic-y dark brown. It looks really cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the colors are excellent. They they actually picked some really really cool. There's a uh, and the Texas T as well. It has a, a aluminium colored aluminium pickguard, and it's double bound. It looks great. I think it looks really right. really cool. And there's okay, another cool. one called Mocha Burst, which is like a vintage burst, which looks really really cool. Uh, I'm just looking through the colors now, and then Ultra Burst, which is it just looks like an, any kind of standard. Um, sunburst. Um, yeah, they kind of went through a period last ten years of not really doing much with colours, eh? No, but now and there's an Arctic the pearl. There's an Arctic pearl telly with oh, yeah. which is double bound but black binding. It looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they okay, do cool. strats, which is boring. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and they all have compound radiuses as well. So I think ah. it's a ten to fourteen inch compound radius. Um, Very modern. Yeah, but the Ultra Jazzmaster looks really cool. Um, yeah, and it has, which is kind of weird why they did that, but it has three volume knobs, at two tones. Uh, sorry, two volumes, a volume for each pickup, which they don't do in any others. But um, hmm. um, interesting. The only thing is the Jazzmaster. I think the colors they picked were a bit crap. So there's a, a the. Well, there's a blue one, which is called Cobra Blue, which looks good, but it has a maple fretboard, which I wouldn't go for. Then I have yeah. the, probably, I think the best looking one is the Mocha Burst, which is like a vintage burst or sort of tobacco burst looking one. Then I have the plasma, pl red plasma burst, which looks ugly, uh, which is like <laughs> a red to red to yellow burst with, again, maple fingerboard. And red then to have yellow the, burst? Oh, sorry? Did you say red to yellow burst? Like red to kind of translucent, but it looks like it goes red to yellow. Right. So it's a really ugly burst. Um, and then they have what they call ultra burst, which is just a normal sunburst, which is kind of boring. So uh, the, the, to me, the mocha burst look, looks the best. Um, okay, cool. But yeah, it'd be interesting to try out um, just to see what they're like and what they're, you know. Um, but, yeah. but that would require Fender responding to any emails of ours. Uh, which they don't. Uh, oh, and there's an ultra precision bass as well, which uh, looks pretty cool too. Comes in aged natural, mm. Arctic pearl, which looks cool, like a white. Uh, then again, mocha burst, which is not what, a bad looking burst. The white one. What color scratch plate does it have on? Uh, Tort, show. Okay. Yep. With That'll a maple fingerboard. Yeah, cool. Um, the aged natural one, which I always liked as natural wood, has the um, rosewood fingerboard. And I think it's back to rosewood. Is it back to rosewood? 
Um, oh, yeah. Because the whole sure. CITES thing is going away, I think, as of next year. Yeah. And then sure. they have, yeah, and, and then they sort of have the Mocha Burst, uh, Plasma Burst, which is ugly, I think. And <laughs> they have the Ultra Burst, which is just a Sunburst. Um, but yeah, to me, the, the two best looking ones are the, the Mocha Burst and the Natural one. Oh, sorry, the Arctic Pearl one. But out of my mocha burst, it's sort of a a, a, a brown two tone burst. It looks very seventies, but it's it's. Okay. I still like it. <laughs> I like do, it anyway. <laughs> there's a jazz bass as well, and a jazz bass five that they released yeah, cool. in that series. And it's all the, the body contours are different, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, because I guess maybe last year I sold a couple of guitars, so I think I might have room for. Some more instruments. Well, speaking of more instruments. Oh, yes. We have two instruments coming our way, which I already got the shipping notification too. So. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. So we have we uh, the, the, the nice people, uh, Michael, and the nice people from uh, Eastwood. At Michael. <laughs> uh, no, from, at Eastwood Guitars yeah. uh, made us an offer that we couldn't refuse, and we got uh, two Eastwood Guitars coming. We've got a... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, side side jack is that what's called side jack deluxe um, baritone, yeah, which is like a, a Mozart looking style looking guitar um, baritone, and what was the other one called the airline is it yeah it's an airline it looks like the um, it looks like the um, super released the David Bowie signature. Um, yeah. It looks like that. Eastwood uh, Guitars Australia. Let's have a look. Um, what was it called? Shop by Instrument. Yes. Uh, it is the... Twin, t- twin Tone. Twin Tone. Yes. That's what it was. Uh, we're getting a... Blank too. Yeah. An Airline Twin Tone and a Side Jack Baritone Deluxe. They're coming our way. So uh, there'll be full videos of those coming up. Mm, that'll um, be fun. And I mean, we've been, we both have been talking about a baritone for a long time. Yeah. So this is kind of <laughs> yeah. cool now. There's a baritone coming and uh, a very 60s looking um, normal guitar, non baritone. <laughs> non baritone. Bar- Barry stayed home for that one. Just a tone. Just a tone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks fun too. No Barry. Two humbuckers in that too. So. Um, yes. That'd be fun. I meant to actually double check. What's the scale length on the guitar? On which one? The guitar, the, the, the dual tone? Twin tone. Twin tone? Oh, yeah, twin tone, not dual tone. Oh, uh, I was just reading. I was just on the website, and it's based on the Supro, Supro dual tone. So it's the airline twin tone based on the Supro dual tone. Uh, cool. It is 24 and three quarters. So it's a short is scale. That, so it's like is a that Gibson scale. Is that Gibson? It's like a um, Jaguar. Okay, cool. So what's a? Hang on. I, thought, I never I know these things. What's Gibson scale? I thought it's twenty four ish. Because I remember looking at it and thinking that looks slightly smaller, just in the photos. Yeah, twenty four point seven five. Yeah, so that's a Gibson scale length. So that that's okay. uh, it's a Gibson scale length or like a like a ja- uh, Jaguar. So, um, mm. or Mustang, you know, short scale, yep. um, short scale Fender style. Um, 
Ooh, optional Bigsby. Oh, we're not getting a Bigsby. Could have had an optional Bigsby. I didn't even Aww. look at that. Um, Aww. So you've got a basewood body, dual hot rail humbucker pickups, three-way switching, two volume and two tone controls, a tunematic custom chrome tail bridge, uh, a bound maple bolt on neck with a rosewood fingerboard with block markers, 24 and three quarters or 628 millimeters, uh, 20 frets um, neck, one and five eighth inches width at a nut, vintage Cluson style nickel slash chrome tuners, and it comes with Diodario 10 uh, gauge strings. And a unique is it, feature is a pinstriped dual pickguard. Cool. Does it have the radius of the fretboard? Didn't check that in. Jesus. Um, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we'll find out soon. Yeah, we'll find out. It looks cool, though. It's it's definitely it a, 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 a very cool-looking guitar, the, the twin tone. Um, mm. They both are. So, you know, while, while we're doing specs and stuff, let's – I mean, this is a podcast. It's all about talking. Let's talk – about the um, side jack baritone deluxe we're getting. So the deluxe version, I, I looked up the difference mainly is the deluxe is a, a trem system, kind of like a Jazzmaster trem, but with a tunematic bridge. And I think that's the main difference between a deluxe and a non-deluxe. Mm -hmm. The non-deluxe is a hardtail bridge. Um, yep. So again, a bound solid basewood body. Uh, we're getting a metallic black one with... Uh, Sadly, gold hardware, but there was no other option there, sadly. <laughs> um, vintage two, two vintage EW, oh, I guess Eastwood P90 pickups. Three-way switching, one volume, one, toll, one tone. Uh, pro adjustable roller bridge, bridge with Fender-style tremolo. Uh, bound maple set neck. Ooh, set neck, okay. Um, with rosewood fingerboard dot markers, 28-inch scale length. The same width at the nut, one and five eighth inch. Hardware mm -hmm. Goto style nickel chrome or gold, so we get gold, and comes with thirteen to sixty-two light baritone strings. Sweet. Uh, yeah, so it's gonna be quite cool. They're both coming. Mm -hmm. They should, I'd say, early next week or next week sometime because they're shipped from Victoria, so from Australia. Yeah, it's gonna ask. They're stock here, isn't it? Yeah. They're stock here, yeah. So I think that's why we were limited with colours and stuff because it's whatever was in stock in Australia. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that should be here next week. So awesome. Quite looking forward to that. Um, been kind of keen. Oh, we've both been kind of keen on a baritone for quite yeah. a while. So and there's a couple of companies like Eastwood. Um, is it Reverend? A bit sim bit same kind of like really cool, interesting shapes and yeah, yeah, doing well, cool I mean, stuff it, with it, slightly inspired with vintage stuff, but doing their own thing. And well, Eastwood is is very much kind of just old stuff i think didn't mm. they i think eastwood ended up they bought a whole bunch of rights to a whole bunch of these names because i know a whole bunch of the uh, these company names from a lot of the companies in the 60s and stuff and 50s that made um guitars the, uh their um the the rights to the name expired yeah yeah um and um because i know there was a, something like that with mo's rights that the Mose Wright, whoever kind of the Mose Wright family or something couldn't get the name for Mose Wright back because it's owned now by a Japanese company that made Mose Wright guitars for longer than Mose Wright originally did. 
but they mm. just make copies, but they own a name. And it's, you know, it's all that sort of stuff. And, and I yep. think, you know, I don't know, Silvertone, Dan Electra bought the rights for Silvertone. You know what I mean? There's all, there's all these things. You, yeah, you, um, legality so, of it. And I think Eastwood ended up buying a lot of the rights to use airline and, you know, mm. those kind of names on it. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and um, so that's why I think it's actually branded airline, the one we're getting. Mm. So, um, um, but yeah, cool. but but I mean, um, um, Reverend and stuff, they make their own sort of shapes. Whereas, yeah, whereas I think Eastwood is sort of more copies old shapes, but yep. kind of brings them into the 20th, 21st century. Yeah, new appointments and yeah, hardware and pickups and things. Yeah, yeah cool. That'll be fun. Looking but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm very much looking forward to that. That'll be that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what else has been used? So uh, there is behind me. You probably can't see it, but up there there is a which way? This way up there. There's ah uh, yes. I got a an Earthquaker Devices pyramids. How's that? I traded that for a, a, another pedal. Um, I only plugged it in once, but it's kind of cool. It's a pretty wild flanger. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's it's a flanger, imagine. but pretty wild. Have you tried in stereo? Uh, yes, I did hook it up in stereo actually. Um, cool. But I didn't have a huge amount of time. But it arrived and it's here and it's um, yeah, it's kind of cool. I'll, I'll, it'll be interesting to see because it's stereo in and out, so it'll be interesting mm. to see. We'll we'll do a video with it eventually, but. Um, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, sweet. I mean, uh, sweet. And we also got. <laughs> did we talk about last time already? The new Mostronic stuff that came. Uh, I'm not sure. The Meerschall and the compressor. So we did we we did a video of the Meerschall. I don't think we would have talked about the pedal since then because um, no, maybe not. We did that only just the other day. But so uh, we did a video of the Meerschall, which is the Mostronic's version. He sort of does his amp in a box kind of things, and this is his take on a hot rodded JCM eight hundred, and it's mm. sort of a take on Marshall as in as in Marshall, but also Bogner Überschall, which is the the hot rodded Marshall. Um, yes. And so, what were your thoughts on that pedal? Yeah, it's good. Um, I thought it had lots of clarity, even though it's high gain. I thought I thought it was. It was massively fat, like yeah. fat distortion, but still clear, which is kind of, that's kind of hard, I think. Because mm. quite often, and I mean, that's one of the things you get with fuzzes. They're so fat, but it just becomes this square wave, you know, yeah. and you can't hear any definition in it. But that was quite, a, it was really fat, but really good definition still in all the chords and everything. So, but all his stuff is great. I think he makes really good cool mm. stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Um, we've got the compressor we haven't checked out yet. You haven't, you haven't plugged it in yet? No, okay. I haven't been home. Because interestingly, uh, the, the, so, so our, our friend, my friend Damien, Damien Young, who's sort of a, a friend of mine and friend of um, Andrew's from Ostronics as well, mm. he said um, it's a really, really good pedal and even to use it for not just for guitar bass but use it as a um, kind of like outboard gear, you know, because it's yeah, basically cool. an what is it, LA2A kind of style compressor? Um, if it's optical, yeah. And yep. and um, Andrew said even to run it, you know, through uh, like sense in your in your console mm. to try it out like that and see what your thoughts are on it because uh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I need to do that because that'd be interesting. It has a lot more controls than LA2A. 
Because in LA2, it all just has gain makeup and gain reduction. Okay. So, um, yeah, this one has full controls like tack release, threshold ratio, and um, and gain makeup. So, yeah, you can get some different characteristics out of it. It'll, it'll be interesting anyway because this stuff is usually always good, so I'm, I'm sure. Mm. And again, Damien, he's a very picky man, and yeah. usually if he says something is good, it actually is pretty good. So um, he's not easily, very easily pleased. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Yeah. Nice. So was there something you wanted to talk about uh, in this podcast? I was just uh, talking about how... Um, yeah, I think I might be heading towards Humbucker Land. Oh, Humbucker Land. With, okay. With with the guitars, yeah. That's what I was, what I was thinking of. Um, yeah, I've, mainly because I've always liked the look of them. I still want to get a Gretsch eventually. Ah, there's a nice vintage one at Noosa. It sounds there? lovely. Is it lots of money? Yeah. <laughs> but it's. I think it's a 60s... Um, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um Oh, come Chad Atkins with the fake F holes, yeah. Oh, they the painted on the painted on F holes. Yep, cool. Yeah, it's lovely though. I bet it is. It is lovely. We plugged it in the other day, and it sounds rather lovely. Mm. Um, but I think it's around the five thousand ish mark dollars Australian. Yeah, wow. So it's not okay. cheap. Um, oh, another thing we should talk about is the two hundred series. Um, Boss. So we've done mm. we've done a couple of videos with them. We're going to do a whole bunch more videos with them. But uh, uh, so, what were your takes take on the? So we've done so far. We've done the the OD two hundred and we've done the MD two hundred. Uh, and yeah, I think the MD two hundred video is coming out. So we're recording this on the on Friday the eighth of November, and this podcast is coming out Saturday the ninth. Or still Friday the 8th for people that are not in Australia, actually anywhere else in the world. It comes out on Friday the 8th. And I think on Monday, the the, the 11th. Uh uh, No, no, sorry. Monday the 10th. Is it Monday the 10th? Yeah. If if Saturday 9th, Sunday 10th, 11th. Yeah, Monday the 11th, (laughs) which is, I'm confused, which is Sunday the 10th for most people in the world. The MD two hundred video will come out. Right. So let's start with the MD two hundred video. What's what's what were your thoughts on the MD demodulation one? Yeah, I thought that one was cool. Um, definitely p- pick that over the drive one. I think the drive was okay, but it's just a bit same same. Yeah. But the modulation was cool. Um, did some cool stereo stuff. Had like the slicer in there, which is really fun. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, cool. All the choruses were actually really nice. Um, In hindsight, like yeah. editing the video, uh, I was thinking the 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 Leslie sounded really cool. Oh, cool! Yeah, right. The Leslie sounded great, yeah. and uh, uh, so it's got a Leslie sound on it, and you can kind of you have a thing that blends in the horn, mm. but it also brings in an almost distortion, and it sounded really really cool. I kind of keep forgetting about Leslie sounds as an option for modulation. Yeah. You know, when, it, when you want some modulation, grab a vibrato or tremolo or chorus or whatever it is. And then, it, I don't know, it just never is in the fore of my, forefront of my mind to grab 
go for that sound. And that sounded really, really cool. I really liked that one. That was a... Uh, um, mm. And then the vibe as well with the built-in fuzz. It has a fuzz built-in, fuzz mm. circuit built-in as well. Yep. Uh, I guess it's all digital. I'm going to say it's a digital fuzz. I'm not 100% sure, but... I'd say so. I think that <laughs> the whole OD200, all the drives, I think it's all digital, I think. Yeah, but th- I think they did a good job of the user interface too. Like, well, yeah. super easy to save presets and there's no menus to dive through. It's pretty straightforward. And the size, I think, because that's, that's, I think I mentioned it in, all, in the videos as well, that that's mm-hmm. one of the things I, I thought they would be bigger from mm-hmm. seeing, when I saw the pictures, that's what she said, from when hey. I saw the pictures to when I actually, you know, in my mind, look, thinking of the, the 20 series, like the OD20 and the DD20, Giga Delay and all that sort of stuff, and the Slicer, yep. they were quite big. And when I saw the pictures of it, I thought, okay, maybe not be quite that big, but I kind of imagine it bigger. Oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, yeah. But when you actually see it, it's not really much bigger than a normal boss pedal. No, it's cool. And the top mounted jacks too, which just helps for placement. Yeah, so on once boards. you plug in jacks into a normal boss pedal, um, you're basically the same size as the 200 series. So, um, yeah, I was I was really impressed all up with it. I think um, it's it's a really well done series, mm-hmm. and having having all the preset for pre- I mean. It, some people are whinging about the fact that it's only four presets, but to me, you know, what do you need more, much more than four presets? I mean, would you really use more than four presets? Plus, plus uh. the sound that's on it, you know, so uh, whatever the knobs are set to. So you have five, really, whatever it's set guess- to plus. But I'm not 100% sure, actually, if you use MIDI, if it may not have more in MIDI. I was just going to say, if you have... A need for a lot of presets and changing, you might even have a MIDI switcher, a loop switcher anyway. So that could um, get get around that problem. Let's yeah. let's have a look at that. Let's have a look if it because a lot of times pedals that have MIDI will have mm. um, yeah even more something. even more storage on it. So specs. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, Excuse me. Yeah. Features. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, where's the MIDI thing? Real-time control. Slicer. Uh, it doesn't say. You, you'd think if it if you would have heaps of storage on it, mm. it would say it. But yeah, they probably advertise it. Huh? Advertise it that oh, you can store, you know, because I know with all the like Chase Bliss stuff, you have, you have, um, you can store, um, you know, two presets on the pedal, but then if you hook it up via MIDI, you have um, a bunch, whatever, Bl- however Bl- many MIDI channels there are, um, like two hundred twenty or something like that, oh. or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, more than more than four. More than you need, yeah. But I mean, still, I think. Really, four. You, I mean, five. Let's say five because you do have what's on. You know, whatever the knobs are set on. Yeah. Really, you know, would you have more than that? A lot more than that? Probably not, because considering if you just it's a standalone at, at, pedal. So I mean, you, yeah. You know, maybe you would use combinations of things. Maybe you would use 
tremolo and a flanger or tremolo and a phaser or you know what I mean? But you can't yep. do that because it's a single pedal. Yeah. Um, I think much more. It's, it's, to me, that's a good number. Yeah. It's, if you had individual analog stomp boxes, you're not going to have more than four modulation on a board. Five. Or five. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's what that's that's what I mean. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think that's probably probably enough. And um, I think it's more aimed at the people who want some modulation on their board. Like yeah. if you want if you want heaps, maybe like the biggest uh, Mobius Strymon thing, or um, something else that does lots of presets with MIDI capability and blah 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 blah. So it's probably not quite for that market anyway yeah yeah when you want like oh i want a tremolo and a chorus but i've only got a, a little fly brig or a little um pedal train junior or something yeah yeah just sit in the corner and do all the jobs all the modulation jobs all of them every single one of them uh, all and the jobs. all the drive jobs <laughs> and all the delay jobs and all the eqing jobs yeah so oh, for no. me, for me, I mean, I mean, I can see the drives are okay. I can totally see. Um, I mean, the drive, I thought the drives were good. They were, yeah. uh, and and I think what they're they all did, very same same. Yeah, but I mean, that's uh, how many different drives really. But I mean, to me, the, one of the cool things about it was the fact that you had the boost and you had that pre and post thing, so you could that was hit cool, it yeah. with with volume in front of it, but then you could also have. I mean, sorry, hit it with. You know, boost it in front of whatever pedal you were using, but then also boost the volume after it, so you could have. Yep. You know, um, I think it's it, that was a really cool idea, and I can definitely see how you use that, and the, uh, especially DD two hundred, the delay. Mm. I think that's a cool sounding delay, and it's some really interesting sounding new delay sounds on it as well. Um, cool, but in uh, a modulation, I can totally see that. The thing I can never totally understand is to like a five preset. EQ, like what? What mm. do you really need that for? I wouldn't, but unless you use it instead of stacking boosts or drives. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Hmm? To me, it makes the least amount of sense. But um, yeah, then the f funny. Oh my lapel mic just fell off. Uh, <laughs> oh, because I'm sitting on the cable. Well, that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna go well in the video. Um, hang on, let's try that again. Let's pose one here. Um, so this is going to get very loud and very funny for a second. Um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, the delay. I can totally, you know, the delay sounds really, really cool and having presets mm -hmm. on a delay and all that sort of stuff. But with the EQ, oh, and the EQ, um, but lots of people comment, oh, I'm really interested in that and really keen to see that. And Yeah. I don't know. I just don't get it. But, I mean, that's me. That's I'm, I, I don't... <laughs> No way would use that much. Why? I mean, oh God, everything's falling apart here. Why you would need that much EQ options or that many EQ options? But yeah, um, I'm not sure. Like, just a simple boss graphic EQ. Like the if you want ones. that, that will do me. I don't know why you need five yeah. different presets. Mm. But anyway, that's um, if you want to scoop the mids, really scoop the mids, and then really scoop the mids. Really, really, really. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, I guess I guess you could use it yeah, as like a mid boost, treble boost, unless you different mid boost for different guitars. If you're swapping guitars out, yeah, possibly single chords, humbuckers, or 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh. Anyway. But yeah, so there'll that be is. videos for all of them coming up shortly. Um, I think they, they did a really they're, they're really well built. Um, they look kind of cool. They have that cool metallic thing going. Yeah, uh, which the paint, is kind of nice. Has glittery. Super finish. solid, like everything Boss always. And uh, they do sound pretty good. Mm. Yep. I mean, like, cool. like, like we were saying with the drives, Boss drives ha- sound like Boss drives and distortions. Mm. And it has that, that sound. If, and that's, if that's what you're into, um, the, the overdrive is great as well. But yeah, the delay, I don't think you've, used, you've tried to delay it. No, not yet. But that's, um, that sounds really cool. And I, I could definitely see, I mean, four presets on a delay to me, that's great. That would be enough as well. Um, you know, have a slap back, yep. have a longer delay, have a more um, ambient one, ambient and one, and then a weird effect one. Yeah, Bob's your uncle. Yeah, be cool. Yeah. Um, if I was rebuilding a board from scratch, I think I'd actually consider the modulation one. Oh, really? Okay. I think it covers a lot of ground. Yeah. yeah. Well, we know people that know people. Be, <laughs> I'm not really re- rebuilding a board, so <laughs> okay, right. probably don't have a use for it. Yeah, if I was starting at scratch and. You, could, you, you should. You should. You're now using humbuckers. You Mate, should just I mean, go completely new. New amp, new pedal board, new guitar, <laughs> new shoes. New, new uh, digital graphic with heaps of presets. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need. <laughs> You're set. Uh, on a different, unrelated note, can I borrow some money? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> okay. Pop quiz. If you were to rebuild a live rig now, not using modeling modeling stuff, because I know what you say, but if you had to buy an amp and some pedals, let's say to fit on a pedal train junior, that kind of size. Junior? You're lame, man. Lame. Uh, Restrictions. Otherwise, you just buy everything. It's called lameness. What amp would you buy? Uh... Okay, right now probably I would go for one of the probably the Tone Master Fenders just because they're really light. Oh, uh, yeah, cool. Uh, and sound kind of cool. Uh, mine is, I always, I just played not long ago. Um, I tried it out and it was great just as, as I thought it was. The Bass Breaker 30. Mm, uh, I love the yep. Bass Breaker 15, uh, but the Bass Breaker 30, that's a great, great sounding amp. Um, I still think that's one of the best amps Fender's ever made, the Bass Breaker series. That yeah. particular one, the 15 and the 30, I think they're uh, excellent sounding amps. And uh, so I'd either go, but I'd probably still go, I'd go to Deluxe Reverb Tone Master just because it's light mm. and has a lovely reverb and a lovely tremolo on it. True. And then for pedals, I would um, put, okay, on a Pedal Trend Junior, Essential stuff. I would have uh, uh, my Kingatone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't really necessarily need uh, the box of rock because with the power scaling, you can crank yeah. it a bit so you get that natural overdriven sound from the amp. Yep. Um, so just a King of Tone. And then again, Essentials, a whammy. Mm-hmm. Just uh, the one? Yeah, just the one. Uh, and then you know you need to have some fun, so I would go Earthquaker Devices Bit Commander. Nice. And oh, Pedal Train Junior, how big is that? Um, Isn't that the one you've got for acoustic board? 
Is that a Junior? I think so. Okay, so the one that's my acoustic board. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, whoa. I would put a pedal tray. Okay, I would put the King of Tone. Uh, well, no, let's do something different just because I always use a King of Tone. Okay, so we're going to go different. So we're, we're going sure. Deluxe Reverb Amp, Tone Master Deluxe Reverb Amp. We're going, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to, used to I'll, I'll put on the mostronics drive master is that what it's called tube driver tube driver mm, for the high yeah, gain sure. distortion uh, and a tone meister <laughs> the deluxe river the deluxe no not deluxe the um, baseman one for the oh, lower yeah. l- less distortion mm-hmm. um Still the whammy because I need a whammy. It's like part of your DNA now. Oh no 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 no. Okay, I take that back. I would put the, the Chariot Tone <laughs> Horsebreaker on because ah. that's got a Klon style and a Blues Baker style. So okay, so okay, Deluxe Reverb. Yeah. Um, Chariot Tone Horsebreaker. Actually, what about instead of the Bit Commander, you put one of the Zvex um, things on. The one next to I can see it next to the things. Or like the super seek wire, the super super seek yeah. trim. No, nah, because the bit command is like a bit crusher. Yeah. So it's like that, a lo-fi bit crusher thing for noise yeah. and stuff. <laughs> um, so okay, so I put the horse breaker on. Um, yeah. Mostronics tube driver for the high gain stuff. Mm-hmm. Whammy pedal. Because uh, you need a whammy pedal, but I used a whammy two, which I have because it's smaller. Cool. Or yeah. actually, possibly, I would use the um, the pitchfork with an expression pedal because it's even smaller. Mm. Uh, a whammy of some sort. Um, <laughs> then I would probably use the um, Black Fountain by Earth by um, All Blood Noise as a delay. Oh yeah, um, that's cool. That or the Utopia by uh, Anna Sounds because they sound yeah. lovely. They're two lovely sounding effects. Um, and then one more for fun, uh, like a fun one. Uh, so I've got the bit commander on it, but then another fun one, like um, super sick. Oh, no, 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 they're too big. Put a, what about um, probe? <laughs> it's too difficult. We've got too much cool stuff. Let's see, like now I'm looking at the um, 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 interstellar overdrive deluxe. Uh, by um, yes. uh, Death by Audio. So maybe I should put that mm. on as a drive. Okay, so let's say, depending mm. on the gig, Interstellar Overdriver Deluxe or Horsebreaker, <laughs> one, or, one or the other. Okay. Because the Interstellar Overdriver Deluxe then also has the uh, the quirky thing. It has that um, synthy kind of thing with the, vibra- uh, the tremolo tails. That's right, yeah. So, okay, let's, okay. let's get rid of the Horsebreaker. <laughs> let's put the Interstellar Deluxe on it. Uh, yeah, because that's sort of you can get some low gain stuff on it, but then you can get some quirky stuff of it. Still, the Mostronics tube driver for lead and for high gain stuff. Um, the 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 bit commander whammy, and one more. Um, <laughs> oh man, what's what, what's something for fun? Uh, the mood. 
Oh, yeah, maybe the mood, yeah. Or the, yeah, okay, let's say the mood. Why not? There you go. Yeah. Done. That's another fun uh, pedal. That's what nice. I would do. And as that a sounds guitar, like a fun board. So do I, have to change, board. do I have to change a guitar as well or just use my normal uh, guitar? Nah, whatever. Normal guitar. Okay, what will you do? Okay, um, I think for amps, it'd be a toss-up between, I think it's the Gremlin, the Tone King Gremlin. Okay, yeah. That, that, that little one. Did you, is that the one we played in Brisbane at that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Or the Mesa Boogie Transatlantic. Ah, Transatlantic. That, that was very cool too. Is that the one Ben has? Yeah. That's the one we should have bought that one that was on Facebook. I know. God, in hindsight, I should have bought it. Yeah. Because <laughs> when I tried his, he's like, yeah, it's just just do it. And then you, you're texting back and forth and... And by then it was gone. But yeah, yeah, because it can do like voxy things and then different types of Fender stuff. Like yeah, Ben said as well. Buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. That's a, that's one of the best Mesa Boogie amps I've ever played. Buy it, buy it, buy it. Yeah, yeah, cool. it was really cheap too. Oh well. Uh. <sighs> anyway, um, so probably one of those two amps. Yeah, I think. Yeah, one of those two. Um, as far as effects go, hmm. it's tricky, isn't it? Yeah, it is tricky. But you're a bit lame with effects, so you know you're not. You don't do quirky stuff. You do. You do like oh, I want like an amp like tremolo followed by a amp like reverb. <laughs> uh, Might as well just have an amp <laughs> followed by uh, a delay that I can tap. Uh, huh. And then. Uh, uh, Really? I mean, what else did Stevie Ray use? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got the, um, oh, what's that earthquake one I have on my board at the moment? The step filter one. The Arpanoid? Yes, Arpanoid. Oh, see, that's another one. The the grey channel, that's another cool pe pedal, drive pedal. Oh, yeah, cool, yeah. It's See, there's too many cool drive pedals that I would like on my board. That's the problem. For straight ahead rock and roll stuff, I actually really like the double muff. Ah, yeah, it is a good pedal. It's a good sounding pedal. Actually, maybe something like that and a full drive could be cool stacked. Okay. We should try yeah. that. We should do that. Mm -hmm. For and the, the pedal combo videos that we've been talking about for three years that we're going to do. <laughs> Any day now. <laughs> um, maybe we need some modulation. Um, what about an MD two hundred? Possibly that, <laughs> or a Leslie cabinet. Actually, <laughs> buy a Leslie There's cabinet. One at Music and News, though. Is there really? No. Yeah. There you go. Um, but then you need. Well, you have a van. <laughs> Do you have a van? Yeah, you have yeah, two vans. Into it. <laughs> um, hmm. Modulation. Actually, you know what? I'll put the deco on there. Okay. For slaps and modulation y chorusine stuff. But maybe another delay off the back of it. Or before it. Off the back. Um. Uh, Parallel. Um, what's a cool delay? Uh, oh, my new delay. Oh yeah, the 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 the, the electronics. Memory man. Yeah. 
Or the Ecolution, which is fun too. Well, there you go. Uh, that's almost a board, isn't it? Yeah. For you, yeah. For the kind of stuff you do, yeah. Maybe a wire pedal too. I was thinking like a like an auto wire or something like that for me, just something to oh, yeah. get funky. Feel like feel like I should take a wire more often, so I never use it. The, I mean, the best thing really that what I should have done is I should have said a, a an H nine <laughs> and an HX Stomp. Four H nines. No, because then you have the H nine and the HX Stomp, and then you run the the pre and post thing in the H nine, and then you have some yeah. effects. But then you can't run them at the same time. That's the only problem. But then you have the effects still on the on the HX Stomp, and there's a that's a great yeah. gigging rig. Yep, they're pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. But that's all modelers, and you said no modelers. But anyway, so that's 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 that's, so that's our, more fun. Let us know what kind of a rig would you put together. Um, you know. Oh, segue. Posted on our Facebook group. Yes, go um, to our group and and post. Uh, what actually? This I'll, I'll do it now. Should put a challenge up or a post up saying, if you could have, or if you could fill a pedal train junior, what would it be? Okay. Go, do it. That? Dare you. How Double dare you. Triple dare you. I think he's doing it. Super fun. Awesome gear chat. I think he's doing it. I think he's doing it. Oh, the suspense is nuts. Wow. And the cool thing is if you are in our group and you get that message and then you listen to this podcast and you can go, this is when it happened, man. Oh, my God. Uh, how do I word it? If you could... Feel a I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm not from this crazy country. I don't speak this freaky dicky language. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> freaky dicky. Crazy freaky dicky English. Um, well, that's always riveting. Silence at a podcast. So now let's all just take a moment of silence. I can't talk and post at the same time. <laughs> Um, I'm a man. Okay, well, it's well, multi, I'll, multitasking. I'll, I'll talk about then what's coming up for us because we're almost at the hour mark, so uh, we we may as well call the quits. But so what do we have coming up? We've got more um, 200 series videos coming up. We've got the Eastwood guitars coming, which Ken, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know if you'll be delivering it or um, if it's coming with the courier. I'm not quite sure how that works, but I know where I live because it's a bit rural here. Quite often the couriers drop stuff up at the post office, and then. <laughs> <laughs> the mailman has to deliver it, which is lovely. Um, <laughs> what else is coming up? Oh, um, so I got a post today, and this is another thing we've been talking about for ages. But today there was a, a comment on uh, one of our videos, on a Zoom video, and it said, did you read that comment? About the DJ thing? The DJ guy, and he said he, he's, he saw that there's at least one synth in the studio, um, which is my mini brute. And he said, it would be great. Could you maybe do some more videos with um, uh, running electronic music gear through pedals? And I, we've been meaning to do that for ages, but maybe that was mm. sort of now the kind of wake-up call that I needed. Um, so I think yep. we might or I might do a bunch of videos with maybe not necessarily any talking, but just having some... some um, so I've got the mini brood, I've got the the um, drum brute, I've got the Moog Mother 32, I've got the uh, DFAM, I've got a um, an old Roland MC505, I've got a bunch of bunch of things. 
Mm. Maybe I will start just doing videos where I grab pedals and just run stuff through it. Because one of the things he said is that, you know, Zoom, it's a cheap pedal and maybe not super highest quality, but he said, especially in electronic music, a lot of time that sort of quote-unquote crappy sound is actually yeah, what sure. you look for, you know, that sort of degraded crappy sound. So it uh, be interesting. So we still have the Zooms, which we were meant to send back, but no one has ever asked me to send them back, so I haven't sent them back yet. Um, might run cool. it through the Zoom, the G1X, one mm. or whatever they're called, uh, G1, no. G1X. G1X and a G1X1 or something like that. Something. I don't know, whatever they're called, yeah. the ones, the two we've got. Uh, I might <laughs> run it through them and see what, what what it sounds like and try different things and maybe do, yeah, no, let us know. So uh, would you want videos where we talk or would you just want videos where we just play the stuff and then see what happens or... Uh, yeah, I think we'd be cool to like, maybe set up a um, sequence loop on uh, Moog or something. Yeah, and just run it through to Zoom and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And same with the drum loop. and then. But that's the thing. So you can set up – it's lots of different things. But maybe what I'll do is I'll, use, I'll choose a pedal and then just do a video where I do a, 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 a drum loop on the, on the drum brute and then do a drum loop on a DFAM and see what that, you know, one's analog. Mm-hmm. They're both analog, actually. And then maybe the Mother 32 do a synth, you know, style um, sequence. And then on the yeah. MC505, I can put sequences through it and then, yeah, see what it see what happens, you know. And, mm, um, interesting. But, but, yeah, I think I might just start doing that. Um, it'd be fun to play a bit more with my synths anyway. I've been kind of neglecting them quite a bit, so... Mm-hmm. Um, see what happens uh yeah so that's that's sort of coming up uh there's gonna be a bunch more um i I, again let me know what you people think but i had uh i had a chat a while ago with rj ronquilio about this and then again yesterday with one of the other teachers we had a long chat after we finished teaching at the music shop here in noosa where we teach and had a long chat um with mal uh guy called mal zigo i don't know do you know mal yeah. yeah, he's a local musician here. We had a long chat. And one of the things we were sort of talking about with RJ a while ago, this is a little while ago, um, uh, and I mean this is almost could be a, a whole second podcast, but let's just see how long, we, how long this goes for. But um, when you do a lot of covers gigs and when you do a lot of um, sort of sideman work where you, you are a guitarist and you play for lots of other people, um, and this is how it sort of came about when we were talking with RJ that um, he did, you know, he played with like Ricky Martin and Tour the World and then he played with, uh, he played with Inner Circle. I don't know if you knew that, like a reggae band, mm. you know, la 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 long, 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 long. Those yeah, guys. right, okay. And yep. he played with Stone Sour and then more recently he did a lot of work with country bands that just hired him and he toured with them because he lived in Nashville and stuff. And he said... It gotten to a point where end of last year, he, or last year sometime, he talked to someone about it and someone asked him, so what kind of a guitarist are you? What kind of stuff do you actually like and play? And he sort of, for a second, kind of went, oh, I don't really know anymore because all he does is play other people's work, mm, you know. Yep. And I sort of said, almost said the same thing myself, is that I kind of, I've been playing covers for such a long time 
in all different cover bands and then for a little you know I did a little bit of work doing sort of sideman stuff where I played with people and did played their songs you know and so you're always kind of told what you play that you kind of almost lose your own identity as a player right and when someone asks you so what kind of a guitarist are you what do you like playing and I kind of go well I don't necessarily have time anymore because all I do is I play gigs that I've been paid for, which are cover gigs. Even mm. though, I mean, we had a whole podcast about that, I still think you kind of put your own spin on cover songs. Because, yep, you know, because, I mean, how often, if you play covers, how often does it happen that you play a song a thousand times and then three years later you hear the original version again on the radio and you go, oh, this doesn't sound anything like what we do. Because you put yep, your own totally. spin on it, right? So, you, yeah, but... um I have no idea what kind of guitarist I am just because I've been playing. I mean, I, I do the odd original stuff, which I haven't done for a while either, but that was not very regularly. And a lot of times when I write stuff, I've been writing on keyboards because mm, I think sure. I don't necessarily know what I do. So I just put my fingers wherever it sounds good and then later work out what I'm actually playing. But, you know, so you, you, you're a guitar player who makes a living playing guitar and I make a living playing guitar and I teach guitar. But when I teach guitar, again, I teach people music songs and I teach them scales and stuff. So you're not necessarily yourself. And when we do videos, I guess we just play whatever comes out. So mm. um, one thing that I, I kind of thought wouldn't it be great to start doing is to just play more. And one of the things I've found is since I met Tom, the guy from Elevated uh, Jam Tracks or Guitar Elevated Jam Tracks, yeah, Elevated Jam Tracks, I think, is the YouTube channel. I started playing along to his backing tracks at home. And I found after, especially because they go for like 10, 15 minutes, after yep. just playing for 10, 15 minutes or putting on a playlist and then it goes to the next whatever song and the next whatever song, after a while you kind of forget about stuff and you just play and you find yourself playing things you wouldn't usually play. But it's sort of you coming out. Not sure. the guy playing yeah. covers, not the guy playing other people's music. It's actually you coming out. So one of the things I really would like to do now, and I think I may do it just to challenge myself, I may film it and put it up on our channel, mm. is just play along with backing tracks and just noodle over them and see what happens. Find a sound, find a backing track, and literally first take, first go, record that. Yeah, cool. Uh, okay. Would anyone like to see that? I mean, this was a long, <laughs> long winding story, but would anyone like to see that out there? Let me know. Because um, I think it could be something interesting just to just to play because I rarely get a chance to just play. Mm. I think it's that's great, but it's also it gets next level when you're playing with another person. Yeah, of like, course it is. Of course it is. Um, yeah. So whether it's like both of us playing to a backing track and we can – you might grab one little phrase from another person's plane and that'll take you on another like segue or leg of thought. So I have, I've heard quite a few times with our friend Dion, who's a saxophone player and um, we, he'll do a line and it'll just th throw me out of the comfort zone and you've played something you've never played before. Okay. Well, maybe well, that's the other thing I was thinking of. Should we start maybe doing our own backing tracks and sure. then we could for example have um do videos of us just playing backing track like our like tracks mm. yep uh, and one of us can play the rhythm part one of us can play lead part and then we can swap 
Yeah, cool. Because, okay. I mean, uh, sort of rhythm, you can make your own kind of things and you would probably play rhythm differently to the way I would play rhythm. Totally, yeah. And, and even comping rhythm parts probably influence, influence each other's lead lines too. Yeah. So maybe that's something we should do. Should and do. this just goes to people out there as well in the in the world, yeah. uh, you know, who made it in, over an hour into this podcast, which most likely yeah. not many people do. But is that something you'd want to see, you know, um, us do? Because I think it could be fun. Mm. It could be just an exercise for us to be self-indulgent on YouTube. But Yeah. But I, so <laughs> what, what, one of the reasons why I was thinking with these backing tracks, because I think the backing tracks he does are really, really good. Mm. And... Yep. I think a lot of times if you if if you know he brings out a new backing track and you literally put it on and you never heard the track before and you just play and you record yourself and have the pressure of not pressure but sort of a little bit of pressure of recording yourself I think and especially if you go for the whole 10 15 minute long track you would start doing things you wouldn't necessarily usually do yep and I'm sure I mean after, you, you say four or five minutes you start to cop, like repeat yourself so then if yeah, kind of kick your own ass to make new music. Yeah, and or you start zoning out, and you start when you start zoning out. That's when you actually you come out. That's what I'm sure. getting at is, and that's what I found with myself. And I've been doing it now as well. I used to always when guitar students of mine didn't show up or were were sick or something, and I had to spare half an hour. I would mm. just wander around the shop and look at gear and pick up guitars and chat to the guys at the shop. But what I started doing now is I start putting I put a backing track on. And just noodle. And I find, sure. I think, you know how when you play guitar for a long time and you get, you know, quote unquote, kind of good at what you're doing and you start playing and then after a while, especially if you gig a lot, I find with me anyway, I gig a lot and I do solo gigs a lot and I, you know, loop the rhythm part and then play lead over it. I find myself after a while, I kind of play the same things and the same techniques and the same stuff. But yeah, then every once totally. in a while something happens and there's something new comes out and then you kind mm. of make excited about your own playing and yeah, something totally. different happens and it's almost like you get to, like you step up another level. I think that happens at any level of competency. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which is great because, yeah, I totally – you always find those plateau kind of levels where you, you um, just play the same thing for Ages. a couple of couple of months and then all of a sudden Six you go months. whoop now it's different again i'm playing different yeah. stuff and i find since i've started doing this now for maybe a month month and a half two months or something like that however long that i've started playing more along with backing tracks i find myself doing things i don't necessarily do and funnily enough and i have no idea if it's unrelated or not but i mm. played at a um, i do have a regular saturday night gig and i was there last night and um there's a guy that is a semi-regular who comes in there and I've known him for quite a long time and he's seen me play for many, many years. And um, he came in the other day and usually he says hello and says, you know, it was great and bye. But last time, last time, which was last Saturday night, mm. he came in and he said, oh, um, in my set break, he came up to me and he sort of said, oh, you know, I've been following you uh, and you're playing since, um, you know, I don't know, for over 10 years because he lives locally and he, he yep. just comes, to, he's always around, you know, he's always out and about. Um, and he said, oh, but, you know, tonight for the first time, there was a lot of, like, emotion and feeling you're playing. And, and, I, and again, I wonder if that had something to do with 
because I started doing this now and because I, I maybe approach things a bit differently and I maybe, I don't know, I look at how to play differently. I wonder if that had something to do mm. with it or not. And and so anyway, but I find for me it's it's a bit of a, um, what's the word? Um, cathartic, is that a word? Is that the word for it? Like thing sure. to do? Like it's yeah. kind of... Uh, because yeah, it was it was interesting when with with RJ when we talked about that that, mm-hmm. and that's one of the one of the reasons why he stopped um, he stopped uh, doing live gigs and touring at the end of last year, and yep. thought he focused more on YouTube and focused more on his own playing because he said he just didn't know who he was as a player because for I don't know fifteen twenty years, all he's been doing is playing other people's music, mm. and yep, totally he didn't quite know who he was as a guitar player. And I think I'm in the same place. I mean, mm-hmm. what I do is much at a much lower level and much lower, you know, mm-hmm. um, thing than him, you know, playing with guys like Ricky Martin and Stevie Wonder and, and, and yeah. you know, people like that. But, um, you know, I do, it's the same thing for me. And I think I, I like this, just playing and just seeing what's coming out. And, and I love the fact when you, with a lot of backing tracks, when you put them on on YouTube, it'll go into a backing track playlist. Mm. And then, yep. you know, you play a, a, a soul song, and then, but the next song will be country, and then the next song will be like an 80s ballad, and then the next song will be a Pink Floyd song, and then the next song, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. So you don't yep. know what comes next. And all you do is you look at the screen and it shows you usually what the key is and it gives you chord progression. Mm, and yep. and you just play and and especially if you do it for a while you kind of just zone out and i think that's when the best bits come out and i think if you record yourself doing that as well and watch it back later on i think you mm-hmm. will find yourself doing stuff that you didn't realize doing. like for example i started doing a while ago and i haven't done it for a while but i started doing on my on my own personal um facebook um page for my gigs and stuff where I post things for my gigs mm. I did uh, I just thought you know people always wanted videos of me playing you know when you hire someone for a wedding or for a corporate thing yeah. they want videos of you and I thought oh, I can't be bothered doing videos I just record it live and I yep. did entire sets of mine I just did Facebook live you know I've streamed mm. it live and yeah. then I watched some of it back and I, f- I again with when you play a cover gigs you play for like sometimes i play for two hours straight and i find myself when i start soloing i find myself doing things and i didn't realize i was doing it and when you watch it back you kind of go ah i didn't even notice Mm. i was doing this it's just again because you're kind of zoning out as you're playing because a two-hour gig you know you play the same song you kind of go yeah whatever Uh, autopilot mode but you start playing Uh, sometimes you play these things and you don't necessarily know what you're doing so i think for me it would be an interesting thing to do and i think i'm going to start doing it just to see what comes out just as an interesting experience for myself as a player. And I'll shut up now about it. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Sounds great. (laughs) But yeah, so we might, let's, we should start doing maybe some, some tracks, record some tracks, which we can Mm. then use for the videos as well for reviews. Yeah. And um, use it. Been talking about that too. Yeah. Yeah. And use you know, specific pedals for for these tracks, you know, make up these tracks. Yep. It'd be fun. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. Cool. Well, on that note, we've gone for 
an hour and 15 minutes. So uh, let's call, a day, call sure. it a day uh, and have some lunch. Okay. I sh- I'm going to go and have some lunch. But uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for Are everything. Are you playing tonight? Uh, sorry? Are you playing tonight? Yeah, Montville tonight. My usual. Nice. Almost usual. Mm-hmm. And then uh, not at Locale tomorrow. I've got a wedding tomorrow with Greg. Yes, I know about that. Excellent. Have fun. Well, there you mm-hmm. go. You're in the know. So, uh, uh, yeah. You yeah, got cool. a busy week, weekend coming up or? Uh, my Saturday fell through. So I've got, yeah, tonight and then Sunday, but a second PA going out Sunday. So heaps on. And I've been gigging all week. So I was going to say, you could probably do the wedding with Greg because I could just play it locally. I could just say to them, yeah, I can do it. Right. And they go, yeah, cool. And it's <laughs> almost the same pay. So I don't, you know. Sure. If you want to do Saturday night. Um, I'll have a think. See how I go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, do you know what time's it off? Uh, sorry, I talked to Greg. <laughs> we'll talk about that off yeah. <laughs> Let's put this on the podcast. Yeah, no, no, no don't need that on the podcast. So, yeah, thank you for listening, wedding everyone. Gig, uh, wedding gig times aren't exciting. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, so we'll try to make this. So this was actually now a fortnight after the last one. So we'll, we'll try to keep this fortnightly thing going. Ah, mm. and there might be actually some guests coming up. Yes. So uh, finally, so uh, some some pedal builders and some um, other YouTubers possibly. We just need to work out some times when we can do these things and yada yada yada. So yeah, we'll keep you posted. So maybe the next podcast um, may even be with a guest. Nice. It would be wild. Some conversation. Yeah. Do conversation. Yeah, yeah. Not just us. Or well, mostly me talking. Uh, <laughs> for an hour and 15 minutes uh, okay on that note thanks Alex uh, thank you everyone cool. for listening thanks for hanging out once and, again uh, yes yeah, be interesting to hear what the the two mics I'm talking into right now the difference is sure. and what they sound like the lapel mic and, and the uh, Lewitz LCT440 um, Pure my telefunken one that I'm talking into right now so you paid for the one you got didn't you mm. yeah yep. I got these for free more more so, um, Stealing things doesn't make free. No, no, no. They're given to me. They were given to <laughs> yeah, me. no. Yeah. Actually, actually, because I was thinking with the lapel mic, if we get a second one, that could be kind of cool for the our videos generally. Although this, the mm. audio is really good. Yeah, either that way. That we do anyway. Because I remember we were talking about lapel mics a while ago. We were, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's probably practical without them because if we move around and check, change guitars and... Well, I'm moving around. That's And I'm wireless, man. Even though... It, well, the wires, well, the wire that goes from the lapel yeah. to the wireless pack would actually be more than long enough to go into the recorder, but it doesn't. I can't do that. So <laughs> <laughs> it needs the little preampy thingy that's in the wireless thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, that's it. Thank you so much. Sure. Uh, and uh, yeah. buy and stuff. Catch you soon. Bye. Bye.